Till shade is gone. Till water is gone. Into the shadow with teeth bared. Screaming defiance with the last breath. To spit in Sightblinder's eye on the last day. By my honor and the light. My life will be a dagger for Sightblinder's heart. Until the last day. To, to Shia Ghoul itself. This is a dagger for Sightblinder, a podcast focused on all things Wheel of Time, with your hosts, Sarah Lucas and Adam Tricola. Hello, everyone. And welcome to another episode of A Dagger for Sightblinder. We're doing a bonus episode about episode six of the show. It's a reaction video, and it's it was a pretty crazy episode. Oh, and also, may you find shade this day. Sarah, how are you? Good, Adam. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, too. <laughs> I was like, say it, say it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I haven't I haven't completely so, forsaken the light, it looks like. No, you're good. You're still good. <laughs> good. Ah, this this episode was not what I was expecting at all. And I was I'm oh. fine with I think I'm fine with it, but it was very different. I have thoughts and feelings and questions. Oh, good. And concerns. You're you're human? I I am human today. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I expected going. Do you have an idea? Like, what did you expect going into this? Because I don't think it was this. Uh, I don't know. I. So in in a way, I guess I I kind of. I'm not trying to take credit necessarily. I kind of predicted what was going to happen because I I had said in the last one they they need a quest of some sort. They weren't. They were there. They they'd accomplished everything that they'd already kind of set out to do. And, right. And. They weren't just going to sit there and stare at each other until someone's like, oh, I'm, I'm the dragon reborn. Like that's not, that wasn't what was going to happen. <laughs> so in a way I was like, they, they're going to go on their quest. They have loyal here. They they're going to go in a way gate because that that's featured prominently in a lot of their art and everything. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't sure what the circumstances surrounding it were. And I wasn't disappointed though. It was very interesting. Yeah. I feel like, we got a lot of information and a lot of, you know, seeds being dropped for the plot, like you're saying, and, and things getting pushed into action. But at the same time for me, it also felt like nothing happened. Right. Well, they just, they were just in the tower. Yeah. Just, just agitating. Yeah. Just doing their yeah. thing. So I, I had this like, conflicting feelings I was like I feel like we we got a lot but I also mm-hmm. feel like we didn't yeah so well so not mad about it so they show the so swans the the Amarillo seats mm-hmm. childhood which I, I thought that was really cleverly done at the start because then she could tell Nynaeve to stop being such a bee Oh like, man. Can, can you stop being so entitled because we all have to do what we have to do because I've I've been right there too but I acted, I acted like a, a grown person. I, I acted like an adult. And you acted like an adult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about that. But yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, she, she I I thought the the craft of that was really well done. Even though it's it was a I mean, 
the craft you show they show the her her origin kind of and then they show it, it kind of informs all of the different things that she's done mm-hmm. throughout the throughout the episode the way she is i i just i don't know i i thought it was cool i was not disappointed with the amberlin at all no she was so good i thought um like especially when we first see her as the amberlin see when she walks in she is so stoic and has this commanding presence about her but at the same time you can see that there's this i don't want to say like gentleness but you can see that she is logical and reasonable and wants to hear everything she's not just a hard ass yeah exactly she's not gonna fly off the handle she's not gonna react based off her gut like she's going to be actually very logical about everything and listen to all of the factors and then come to a decision yeah she she is she's a leader yeah essentially like a good leader she's not just going to she's yeah it was it was cool and i so First, I guess I'll I'll point out in the in the first part with her on the boat and everything. There's mm-hmm. a couple things. First off, that when they get back, so she's channeling, and in in her backstory, I don't think this is like spoilery. It did it does. There's a lot of things I'm gonna have to talk about in the book because they they turned a lot of things from the book upside right. down, just on its head, okay. and so some of the stuff I'll be more generalized but in for her though for Swan Sanche she was basically she channeled once and they found out what she was and they just packed her off to Tyr and that was it okay or oh, sorry they packed her off to Tarvalon from Tyr because right. because Tyr is a town that doesn't like anything to do with the power and right. this this time I thought it was interesting she she kind of gave off that her dad wasn't that nice in the books but in this one she had a good relationship with him and mm-hmm. and it was really sad to see him just ship her off and i had to think tear is about as far from tarvalon as you can get and she's just going to be on the boat alone she's just a little kid i felt yeah. like well, it was a little bit irresponsible but it, it also i mean yeah but it also gave off the vibe just like with the interaction between her and her dad this wasn't mm-hmm. the first time she's done it she obviously knows what, like, you can tell that she knew what she was doing and how to do it. And you can also tell that mm-hmm. her dad knew that, like, he's concerned, like, right. you, you can't be doing this. Like, what if somebody sees? And she's like, oh, no, like, no one's around. So, like, it's, it's obviously been a discussion that they've had mm-hmm. before. This isn't the first yes. time. Um, so maybe she'll be fine on the boat by herself. I, I mean, she has the power, but did that save how much did that help all the other random like yeah. the, yellow, the yellow Aja sister gets burned alive by the white cloaks the the Trollocs who have been killing like, there's there's so many threats out there so many there's dark friends and she's just a little girl on a boat yeah just I uh, would struggle as a parent to do that uh, totally totally valid and absolutely understand that on the flip side Maybe that's why she's the Amarillan seat. Well, it like probably maybe that's a little highlight. Well, sure. So she's strong. She it shows she's strong. Yeah. I just like what what's her dad gonna do, anyways? He can't, he has he does one hand. 
and and no house and no house and no boat right so i, I don't know what whatever i don't need to, i don't need to get stuck on it i just it, it was that that part was really sad and really kind of scary as a parent for me and then one thing i did notice too though when they went to the ruins and they 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 didn't seem that surprised they just seemed kind of sad right but like clearly it's that kind of thing is known to them at least so and it was implied that it was because they knew she was a channeler. So the people in the country around surrounding them don't approve of channeling. But then she had there was that little sigil that there was on their door, or whatever. I think it was supposed to be the dragon's fang. Yeah, it was. It was sad to watch. I'm glad that we got it though, because then, like you said, you can totally understand after watching that opening scene why she is the way she is and why she you know will react to Nynaeve the way she reacts to Nynaeve and even just reacting to the other you know all of the all of the eyes said I and how she carries herself around them and speaks to them yeah well we saw so many different faces I feel like we could have we could we could have like a little like a t-shirt with the the nine faces of Swamp Sanche <laughs> <laughs> Like the the little girl face, the yeah, the in private uh, a private audience when Nynaeve is being kind of a, a pain, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know the the kneeling face, uh, all all the different faces. So yeah, you know, no, it's good. The, so, anyways, then then what? So, it, I thought that was a great way to start it. Do you yeah. like, by the way, do you like the intro, like the, the opening credits? Stuff? I love it. Every time I watch it, I love it even more. Okay. You don't like it? No. Oh, I love it. Just kind of, it's kind of just kind of. It's so brilliantly done that it's thread being woven. Mm-hmm. Like that's just so smart. I, I think it's great. Okay. I'm glad you like it. So that that proves that it was worth. It proves it's worthwhile. I I was curious. I I had a hunch, which was clearly wrong. I had a hunch that no one liked it. I typically skip intros. Like after I've watched it the first time, I usually will skip an intro, and I don't skip this one. I never skip it because I don't trust the skipper. They always mm. cut. Sometimes some shows they'll cut into the episode, and you yeah. miss you miss a few important lines at the start, and it it annoys me. Yeah, that's that's fair. No, so I don't skip this one. All right. Well, good. That means you don't miss a few important lines at the start. Right. Neither yeah. do you, because you never skip, apparently. I never do. Hmm. Never once. Just kidding. At least I would have had to skip, have skipped at least once for that whole story to actually be true, right? So. I mean, you might have just made it up. That's true. Those are two options. <laughs> so (laughs) anyways let's uh get into the actual episode after the credits yeah well so Mm -hmm. i think this is the one i like maureen the most in oh she's so good in this one i actually made a mental note and a physical note both about Mm. how good she is in this episode yeah i i think you also see the many faces of Moraine in this one. She yeah. she is all over the place. She's pulling the strings everywhere. It's so so fun to see her like the the 
way she stands truth on its head. It's it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And she was really snarky and witty in this episode. Like her, she she just had really great one liners. Like at one point, she she tells Nynaeve if she's gonna take the title Wisdom, she better start using some. I was like, oh, oh okay. I had to pause. I was laughing. I laughed out loud. I was like, I can't, I can't miss more. This is super. It's so good. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. We are going there. Uh, yeah, she had a she had another one about about. Uh, uh, the Emerald seat waiting for one woman only. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you're not her. Yeah. <laughs> I love well, that. Muttered it. She like yeah. muttered it under her breath. I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> it's a little, little possessive. Yeah. I thought that was really fun. Yeah. She, she was, she was, well, and she, I just thought it was really cool. She played the games she needed to play to get the job done. Even if mm-hmm. she didn't want to, even if they wasn't always pleasant, she was, she played every, she was just a, a maestro. Of, uh, she was playing all the instruments, all the different things that, in a really cool way to coordinate, to get to where she needed to be. And right. Yeah. So I, I thought it was a cool thing. They, they had the, the hall meeting and, you know, the tower, the hall of the tower and all the Aes Sedai there, all the different Ajas and, I mean, this is this the very core kind of of what the White Tower is, is this all the schemes and all the things that the Aes Sedai are doing were just cool. It was right. cool to see them talking about it yeah. uh, or to see it in pl- practice. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also just like those um, scenes there in that in that tower were shot so well, like you you get this you you feel how big it is right like you you just right. feel it. like this is like a sacred area yeah it, it was cool the her interaction with Loghain at the start where she says well you whatever you did we're not even going to kill you you're just mm-hmm. going to be a it was a hard thing for her to say, but she, I thought it was interesting. And he's just, I love how he it's at the first started kind of strong. And then she just kind of melted him a little bit. She, she called his bluff. She was like, yeah. I know what you're doing and you're not going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. And he just wilted. She, she, mm-hmm. she was like, no, I'm stronger than you. Stop. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. She's kind of slapped his hand. Stop. <laughs> Quit it. <laughs> and then he, was dragged out, literally screaming. Yeah. Please so, kill me. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I thought that was... A, okay. I really enjoy that they started it with that, like bringing him in and mm. um, having that whole interaction. I think because I, I enjoyed seeing how she how Amarillo and C interacted with Loghain before you saw her really interact with the other Aes Sedai. Um, because you could kind of see this hardness to her there and this mm-hmm. logic to her. And I, sorry, there's something floating. Um, I uh, ex- almost expected like a, a switch to flip 
when once Loghain was out of there and it didn't she was still like a hard ass and wanted to know what what was going on why didn't she get to have a proper trial with Loghain like what actually happened and it was really cool to watch it also made me hate Leandrin even more yeah she's perfect you'd love to hate her yeah she a be yeah she's <laughs> and all the other reds she the reds are all uh they, they always have a posse there together mm-hmm. they're, they're never left they're never alone and when if they ever if they are alone that's when moraine just kind of slaps them she's just like okay one-on-one you're no match for me thank you oh yeah it was do not like yeah well but it was it was cool to see so I'm curious. I mm-hmm. let's see. I'm trying to think of. So I don't. I wonder what their intention for Leandrin is as a character, just in terms of uh, because she plays a. She doesn't play a role at all in book one. She doesn't. She's not. Doesn't exist in book one. Mm-hmm. And like kind of the the red that you love to hate the most in the series is Elida, who I don't know, you've, you've probably met her a little bit in book two or three yeah. or something. Uh, but she's she's kind of the red that takes prominence, kind of. I, I don't want to give any others like more bigger bigger spoilers away, but I'm wondering, and this is probably something other, other people know, but I wonder if Elida has been cast. I wonder if Elida is kind of, they're just melting Leandrin and Elida into the same character for the show. Right. Maybe. I could see, like, I know we've talked about this before, but you could melt multiple characters into one. Mm -hmm. Which I actually approve of in certain, like, I think in this instance, it would make some sense at least. Right. So they, they do play extremely different roles in the books. So... Uh, but then again, the books are just the show's very clearly doing its own thing at this point. So, right. Gosh, that ending. We could talk about that later, but the, <laughs> we this, will get there. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that I, I thought that the way Leandrin kind of maneuvered her way into forcing. So, so she made it so that she was going to get a penance, but then the way she kind of like, like acted childish, but she kind of, in a way, tricked Swan a little bit into giving her the floor. Right. And, and then like, you, you have this happen and she like turned the tables a little bit. And now all of the focus is on Moraine and the blue Aja. Mm -hmm. And like Leandrin just kind of is on the back burner now like did she even get a penance i don't know doesn't look like it yeah she was we don't know you're right right yeah i mean she probably did but it's not so but but in in a lot of ways she she made the spotlight go on to moraine who Mm -hmm. moraine wasn't even part of their group to begin with no so but she got the secret out and I thought it was an interesting thing. They in, I feel like in the books, the one Aja they don't they define the least actually are the blues mm-hmm. because they have good eyes and ears is what they call them, like spies all around the place. But other other Ajas have those as well, uh, like all of them do because they're all they're all just their own little secret societies of, you know, just political entities within within the bigger. 
uh, ice and ice structure, but uh, they what people always say is blues have causes. That's what they say in the books. And mm-hmm. Leandrin really just she's she's very contemptuous of the blues. Oh, they just those, those blues. They just they're supposed to be spies. And what, what's what's she doing? She's not even doing her job. Right. She doesn't even know what what Moraine is supposed to be doing. But at, at the same time no one does actually Moraine's just gone totally rogue and right interesting which you realize later on in the episode right like when she's talking mm-hmm. to her her fellow blue ajas that's when you realize that you're like oh she she hasn't been keeping anyone in the loop right well they all still they clearly respect her right the one of them was basically saying they the leader of the blues was basically saying well if you I'm going to go and you kind of, she kind of implied that Maureen is going to take her place a little bit. Right. So yeah. uh, all, all of this maneuvering, I, th- I thought it was, it was really well done actually. And then Moraine and Swan have their big fake ish confrontation mm-hmm. in front of everyone. And this was very similar to how it was in book two, actually. Right. Where Moraine and like Swan is not nice to Moraine at all until they're in private right yeah so it was it was it was good it was just um i don't want i don't want to say surprising i was just like oh okay like yeah we're there are a lot of of like you said earlier a lot of different faces that were being shown mm-hmm. so which was great because it lends to i feel like the whole like overarching theme of this entire episode i don't want to say it was manipulation but it kind of felt like everything was being manipulated to get into moraine's yeah. uh you know to have her goals aligned specific- well even moraine did a lot of ma- manipulating herself in this episode you saw it oh, yeah. based off how she interacted with perrin and nynaeve and then how she interacted mm-hmm. with, uh with uh or perrin and Gwaine, sorry and then how she interacted with nynaeve you're like hmm, you're not telling the truth right. uh so yeah yeah. oh oh yeah she she made truth stand on its head it it was cool yeah but but i just i really like maureen in this episode she's and she kept such a steely just or not steely but just like calm demeanor the whole time just blank face you can't read her at all Mm -hmm. face and and i also i'm not someone who necessarily notices specifically i like oh i like the thing that person's wearing but i really liked her blue outfit to this time for some reason that really caught my eye yeah it caught my eye too i noticed it i was like this is uh really nicely done and i don't know if it was intentional because they were there like in the tower or like it it was it was her formal wear kind of yeah like is it a a thing that she's you know picking specifically for her for the occasion yeah um yeah uh, so that that scene was really cool. I like that they also they pointed out they never said it before, but they show they said, "Oh yeah, Moraine Damadred, she's you're a noble woman. You think that you're better than us?" Yeah, I caught that little little line. So yeah, I thought that was cool. And and you at first I think they were a little bit tongue in cheek or whatever. They they got a little they wanted us to think that Swan was putting her down because she feels like as a commoner the noble woman is treating her haughtily kind of and she mm-hmm. says no i'm it's my tower i'm the 
I'm the the king of all that I see, you know, sorry, I'm quoting, I'm quoting Yertle the turtle a little bit here. Maybe, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, so no, it, it was all in all, like that entire scene in the tower was, I think, really well done. Yeah, set the stages really well. And then, and then what, uh, what happened next? It was, did. And then she went and found. Matt and I think it was Rand. Matt and Rand next. Yeah. Right? Because she went to the inn. Oh, oh, so this is something random that I, I always watch I always watch the subtitles, everything. I, I'm addicted mm-hmm. to it. Ever since we had a, a kid and we had to keep the volume low, we we have it. And now we just we listen to it every time, anyways, because you miss so much without having subtitles on. But right. did did you catch uh, Basil Gill was the person who was in they he was the innkeeper at Oh really? Yeah, Basil Gill is the the guy who was in Camelin. He's the mm-hmm. he's the innkeeper in Camelin mm-hmm. that that Matt and Rand stayed with and had loyal in his inn and everything. He was that was he, he barely had any lines or did anything important, but they named him Basil Gill. So I I did not catch that because he's there for literally half of a minute until she's like, "Leave us alone! Don't say yeah, anything." Yeah, she's like, "Go away! Don't come back! No matter yeah. what you hear." Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what you hear. <laughs> and then you're like, what's gonna what's going on? <laughs> what what might I hear? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently and, just an exorcism. Uh, just that. Well, and that 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 scene was really cool too. They she she goes in and Matt tries to stab her, which is what kind of happened in mm-hmm. Camelin as well. And I loved the way they showed her leeching all of the stuff out of the dagger. I love how they are showing like just the the effect that they're using to show the one power and like the whatever that is the tainted yeah all of the all of the just just the way that it's being visually presented is really nice yeah it was it was disturbing though oh yeah I, I I will say after that that moment when she like took it out of the dagger falls and she's clearly like you know healed matt as much as she could i expected her to be more affected by it well i think she was kind of out of breath but hiding it the whole time right i feel like that you're right she at first it just seemed like all right and now we're good good to do right but then i think she went outside she was kind of breathing heavily and was tired i think I think her whole thing in this episode, especially, was putting on a strong, calm, in command front in right. front of everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. I just expected to see her like visually. I guess I, I guess maybe it's because a little bit of how Matt presented visually as well. Like I kind of just expected it to shift, mm-hmm. um, and it didn't, which is fine. They never show what happened to the dagger, though. No, that you just see land cover it. Yep, as far as we know, it's still on that in floor. Right, poor Basil, he's gonna touch it. <laughs> yep, <laughs> you know you want to, Basil. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do find it interesting though in that in that scene, Rand was so adamant that Matt hadn't channeled. Right. He hasn't channeled. He didn't do it. Yeah. And it's like, do you know he hasn't channeled? Or are you just saying that because you 
don't want her to gentle him because that's what you assume is going to happen. Do you know that you channeled? Right. Right. Well, well, that's, that's the question is right. what, how much does Rand really know? It, mm-hmm. it almost seemed to me, actually, it seemed, it seemed just like, like I'll walk in on one of my kids doing something that they shouldn't. And tell, <laughs> and I haven't even told them that they shouldn't do it or something. They just immediately know that they shouldn't, or, or I just walk into the room and mm-hmm. they say, I didn't eat the cookies or something like that. <laughs> and I did, I had no idea there were cookies in the first place, but they, yeah. they want to make sure that I, they know I'm not, they want to make sure I know that they're not guilty of the thing that they absolutely did do. Right. And yeah, maybe that's what it is then. Yeah, like Rand comes, she Moraine comes in and and Rand is like, no, he didn't channel, he didn't channel. She's yeah, like, he didn't I, had, do it. I had no idea that that was a thing, but okay, thank you, Rand. Right. That information. Yeah, so I thought it was funny at least, but yeah. now Matt is kind of sort of better. Not yeah. really. Kind of. Mostly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he joked, which was important at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I thought we barely see any of the Emmons fielders, really. We we see this whole thing is is Moraine. It's Moraine, and some Swan Swan is the secondary, really. Right, right. Yeah, which is cool. I I liked. I guess that this is a little bit later, but I may as well say it now. When Moraine meets with Loyal, she calls him yeah. Builder and stuff. And she doesn't have a whole lot of reason to smile, but she has her big smile and it's very charming. And it's the one that she used on the white cloaks. And you know that she isn't feeling the smile, but she knows she needs to use it to charm Loyal. Right. It's one of those many faces. One of the faces. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's exactly that. She's moving all of these pieces to line up exactly mm-hmm. how she needs them to, to get what she wants. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's really cool to see yeah, every, everyone, everyone she's with, she in some way manipulates them, actually. There's not mm-hmm. a single person that she doesn't. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like she's even, even after the, the Matt and Rand bit, she's admonishing Nynaeve for being foolish and not letting her know they were there for being a not wisdom a a not wisdom and that but that is that classic like reverse psychology type of of manipulation where you're like why are you being the way you're being like use some logic think think here and then yeah you get them to act the way you want them to a little bit it it is Nynaeve after all it is well <laughs> gosh the the uh, i guess we can we can a little bit skip we don't maybe we don't need to talk about it yet but the the scene where Nynaeve and what's her name Egwene mm-hmm. are have the private meeting with swan is yeah. just 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 such so classic Nynaeve it was because... that's exactly what I thought when I was watching it. I'm like, of course, of course, Egwene does like a little bow, and Nynaeve mm-hmm. is just stiff as a board. Like, yeah, no. Well, they did a wonderful job of accentuating that, of making sure we knew that Nynaeve was not being nice. She wasn't playing nice. Well, and then she literally told the ambulance to stop blowing smoke up their asses. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was funny. <laughs> I was like, whoa, yeah. you are saucy today. 
Yeah. Well, I thought it was cool too. It was funny because they haven't seen each other for a long time, Egwene and Nynaeve. And then mm-hmm. they, so they find they, they finally see each other and, and Swan wants to mess with them a little bit. She says, hello, child. She could be referring to anyone I, or whatever she says, but I, I hear you're the strongest woman to channel in the tower since in living his memory or whatever. And Egwene like lights up. She's like, oh, I am. And then she's like, Nynaeve. <laughs> 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 and I did like, catch hmm. that Egwene lit up. I was like, "Oh, it's not you." Sorry, sorry dear. Yeah, yeah. better yeah. luck next time. Yeah. Oh man, um, I really enjoyed as well. I feel like we're hopping around just because we're talking about Egwene now. I really enjoyed Egwene with Perrin, like the scenes there while while Perrin was trying to like rest and heal up again, um, especially when once Moraine was there and went and checked on them and, you know, lied that the others weren't in the city yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she has so, it on good authority that they're okay. Right. It's mm-hmm. very interestingly worded. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I really enjoyed that. And even just like, you could tell she was so concerned um, for a parent. Once Moraine was saying, like, you know, he's, gonna heal like the the yellow ajas are so good at healing and you 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 won't be able to tell that there was any damage done and Egwene's like well physically on the outside I like that a lot too it was so well done you could Mm -hmm. because that little line you could tell that she was right there with Perrin emotionally connected and knew like just because you can heal him doesn't mean that you're healing him. Truly, yeah, you can phys- heal him physically, but the mental scars that are that are there that aren't just going to magically go away. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I do like that we got a little like we didn't really get a lot of info, but we got a little bit of info with Perrin and, and his yellow eyes. And by a little mm-hmm. bit, I mean basically nothing other than don't tell anybody. <laughs> Keep your mouth shut. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So that's, that's fine, but it it is, I thought it was, it was nice to see Moraine acknowledge that this is a big thing. And I don't know if she was acknowledging it was something because, you know, to her theoretically now it could be parent or if she just knows what it is and is like, this is, this is a problem for another day. We'll talk about this later. Mm -hmm. Which would be kind of cool if that was the case, I think. It's fun that Egwene handed her the rings and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, gosh, there's uh, there's so much that, that was so going much. on. So uh, in between all, all of this, because Maureen's just running errands. She's talking. We, mm-hmm. we have we have our uh, first actual, like, female nudity in this one. Yeah. And yeah, it, yeah, yeah, right. Of... Because it's when Moraine is talking to her, I guess it's the current leader for the blue, mm-hmm. for the blue Aja. What did she call her? Me- Megan or something? No, meh. I think it was Megan or Megan or Megane. Mm. No one knows. I don't know. It was Who something cares? like that. No one started cares. with an M. Yeah, she's an actual character in the books. I just don't remember what, what her name is. Surprise, I have a bad memory, but she. So so we we have that which was whatever. I I feel like they keep they keep like uh, it's like inner contract that 
they can't show Moraine nude, but they keep getting like really close. Oh, guaranteed, it. guaranteed that's in her contract. You can tell from how her arm placements are. Yeah, which is just an interesting thing. I, I don't, <laughs> I truly don't care. Like that's not the reason I would watch this. I just, I keep, it's, it's like almost to the point where it just, it feels like they're screaming. Like, it just seems like they're just want to point it out. This is, it's in a contract that she won't, you know, won't know actually because. Right. Yeah, well, because <laughs> you can see the difference, um, like to go back to the very first episode when she got in the bath versus mm-hmm. when the man got in the bath. Right. Oh, yeah. So same kind of idea here, I think. I, I will say I, I don't I don't mind that there being a little bit of nudity here and there. I just I, I'll say I'm surprised that I saw it at all because they've gone this far without any of it. And then and it was just like just a couple random girls topless right. just walking past and I, I barely even noticed I, I had to I was like oh wait I, th- I think I just saw that I didn't I barely even and right. it doesn't it just seemed like a random decision to make it does if you've gone this far without it mm-hmm. then like what what real reason do you have does is that gonna somehow pull more viewers in I don't think it's to pull more viewers per se, but so the vibe that I've gotten from the entire story so far is that that's just the way things are in society. Like it's that's, that's the norm. And you just said you didn't even really notice it at first. So by them sprinkling it through and not really making it noticeable and gratuitous, you're able to just glance over it. And that's the norm. I guess I, it, it doesn't, it really doesn't. I think they could have, they could have had the scene without it and it would have still been two women hanging out topless with each other. They just don't show right any of their particular parts, but whatever. I just, it was just a, it seemed a little bit strange on, on that end to me, but it, it does, it really doesn't even worth, it doesn't warrant more discussion. I just, mm-hmm. it was an interesting thing. And Oh man, I loved I loved Maureen's confrontation with Leandrin at, at that one point. Oh. Leandrin's like, "Oh, I've I've been following you. I know the names of all your people." And and Maureen's like, "If you don't shut up, I'm going to tell everyone about that dude you keep going to meet with. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what you know what your sisters are going to do to him." Oh, just just like classic, like yeah, you do know, but I know something worse, and yeah. can it? Well, um, and you you know that she found is she she had someone following her or something watching Leandrin to make sure she knew her secrets so she had ammunition in, in a key moment because she didn't just say it casually to Leandrin at any point she said it in a key pivotal moment where she needed something mm-hmm. to punch her with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think all of the interaction in this episode with Leandrin was really well done. Like it was mm-hmm. very tensely handled, which was perfect because you would expect every interaction with her after that meeting in the in the tower to be tense. As soon mm-hmm. as Leandrin throws her under the bus and is putting the attention on Moraine, every interaction after that is now going to be tainted, punished. Sure. Tainted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, let's see. I feel like we should discuss the one scene that I was. I was so so shocked about it was so surprising. Okay, which which scene? 
Well, so Moraine, you kind of get a glimmer of it. Moraine is, she's dressed as in something different than we've seen her. She's not wearing blue anymore. And Lan comes in and he says, you've masked your bond, which, mm-hmm. which is in the books. You, you haven't gotten to that point, but more like Aes Sedai and warders can mask their bonds. So the other person can't see or can't tell where they are. They can't feel their emotions or anything. Right. And usually that's done if, well, there's a number of reasons. They just don't want each other to sense each other's emotions, basically, or know what's going on with them. Right. And so he says, give her my love. So he knows. Yeah, he knows. Yeah. And at this point, I, I was I was like, are they, I don't, is there going to be a secret passage to, and apparently there's just some kind of Terangriel that trans- teleports her to Tyr, it looked like. Yeah. So I I was a little confused by what it was at first. And then I was like, okay, well, here we are. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, a Tirangrial is a an item of power that is used for a specific thing in so some kind of powerful or some kind of some kind of specific use that you have to use the power on to be able right. to use. So you could use the Tirangrial. We saw it later on with the oath rod. The oath rod is a Tirangrial to to bind people to tell the truth, or it it, it binds them to do as they promised through the oath rod. And this one apparently bought, teleports her. It, it helps her travel to Tyr. Right, and she just shows up, and I find it interesting. Like. There isn't even like a doorway behind her or anything. She's just there in the room. Yeah. Well, I don't know how much to say about later on in the, in the books. There is uh, is very akin to certain other things that happened in the books later. That mm-hmm. be- so that that didn't necessarily shock me that much. That that kind of that kind of thing is not unheard of. I guess I'll say in the book series, it, it is. For the first book, certainly it wasn't an option, but right. Uh, what were your thoughts when, when she was going through there? What, what did you think she was doing when when Lan came in? What were what were your thoughts? So first, I was like, okay, so she's clearly just getting ready for bed, mm-hmm. and then I didn't know where she was going. I thought she was just going to go out and go look and talk to the i mean at first like my thought was oh like maybe she's gonna go talk to Nynaeve again right um and then i was i didn't know what to expect i had no idea what to expect whatsoever and then she was in swan's room yeah well uh, was it in a room or i thought that it was it looked like it was a different house in a totally yeah. different locale it looked like it was a completely different locale i agree with you okay. um but uh, yeah, I didn't know where we were headed until we were there. <laughs> okay. And then what did you think? Once you saw Swan there, what did you think? At first I was like, okay, so I thought I was like, she's going to have a private conversation with her now and actually tell mm. her what she was doing. That was my initial thought. Like, she's going to tell her what she was actually doing, what her, she didn't want to say it in front of all the other uh, uh Aja. Um, they did have a very private talk. They did have a very private talk. And I learned that she already knew what she was doing. So, yeah. yeah. 
there was a lot of uh, a lot of revelations in this scene for me. <laughs> yeah, so this isn't a relationship that exists in the books. Mm-hmm. They are very close, but they aren't sexual as mm-hmm. far as uh, like they, they it's implied they some of the sisters say that they thought maybe they were together or something in the books but I mean they both in the books like men so I, I won't I won't spoil anything further than that but Moraine and Swan in the books are not not okay. intimate like that they're very close friends and so when they got all close I I was I was at first really disoriented because it's totally different than what they did in the books. And then, right. uh, so I thought, and it was, it was funny. Moraine says, Neil. And <laughs> 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 Swan I it. did catch that. I was like, huh. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> well played. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was curious if this was in the books or not. So, or if this was just a, uh, I don't. I don't even know what the right word is to use for this. Just a a tryst. Uh, yeah. Or uh, a, an embellishment on their on their. Uh, thank you. Yes, an embellishment. Yeah. It, well, so I thought I was thinking about it a little bit though, and I actually really like this. Not not in any kind of male gratuitous. The you know like watching these two. I I just. This makes so much more sense that in the books, I, I can't give spoilers. There are pretty big spoilers here in terms of their different love interests and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this makes way more sense to me, okay. actually, than, than the other ones. I'll just say that because they've been so close for so long and they both they were both raised from accepted to full I to die on the same day. And right. They, they they were always together, always in the same. Uh, uh, and at, from the very start, they joined the Blues because they found out the backstory that she was saying. They found out about that the Dragon Reborn had been born on this day and everything. And they were the only ones who knew about it. And so they've been co-conspirators for since literally since they became Aes Sedai, since right. before that. And... Uh, and the whole thing that the the tower Robert Jordan has said had said in the past that he he wanted there to be more lesbians in the tower than would maybe represent the female population otherwise because mm-hmm. because of the circumstances surrounding all of the different the power dynamics and all of the there's only females in the tower yeah. and the focus on women and to me this makes a lot of sense actually i think this is a fun little twist and it's a crack in the strength of swan as well right like a chink in her armor so to speak right absolutely which you see a little bit later on Mm -hmm. so yeah i i i don't want to say i was like shocked by this i mean i was i was surprised at first and then i was just like all right so this is the thing yeah you just have to think so they're theoretically they're together but they haven't seen each other for about two years ish Mm -hmm. and and they're like business partners too in a lot of ways right 
that they're not just there for the, you know, for pleasure. It's also for business. Right. And you see that Moraine's like, there are possibly five. Yeah. She just tells her everything. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, which again, goes back to the whole, they're not going to talk about it in the tower. So, so there was this one thing that uh, so they, they treat this information about being the dragon reborn with so much, you have to stay, you have to keep your mouth closed about this. You can't say a single thing about it. Uh, you can only tell your secret lover, co-conspirator, whatever. <laughs> finally, you can finally say the words out loud. But she told she told the Emmons fielders instantly in the first book, one of you is the dragon reborn. Yeah, good point. Like right away. It's like, come, you got to come with me. Yeah. And how can you trust all of them to keep that secret? Not to mention, she said it, she said it in front of all the villagers. A ton of the villagers heard it too. Yeah. So that's a good point. It's it's a little bit backwards. Uh, Whatever. That's, that's a So it is that a little, you know, storyline gaff, maybe. Could be. Or maybe she just thought at the time she was super wiped out from her huge fight with the Trollocs and she was injured. Maybe that was just yeah a mistake on her end. Right. Could a gaffe, as you say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, and then they find out, oh, we can go to the eye of the world and kill the dark one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and take uh, all, all the Emmons fielders with them and take Loyal. Because Loyal knows his way through the ways. Mm-hmm. This is one thing I I didn't necessarily love this. Swan somehow just randomly knows that the eye of the world is, and the dark one's there at the eye of the world. And the, the eye of the world is also not where the dark one lives. That's that's not, at least right. at least in the books, that's not how, where, where he lives. So there was a lot, there was a few different things. I, I It seemed really weak, actually. She just randomly threw in, oh, there's like, go kill the dark one too, by the way. Right. I think it's one of those cases where you need to get them to the eye of the world somehow. And the easiest way to do it is just to have someone tell you that you need to go there because the dark one is there. Right. Well, we and have not s- fill in that backstory of how they know. I-, I thought that was the weakest part of the whole episode actually right. was, oh, by the way, there's the dark one. Go, go kill him. And right. We're going to make this sound serious. People may die. Right. Too. It's it, it is a hundred percent weak. It's also the easiest option. It's the easy button. Like it is. That's fine. They so. they can. They've earned it. They've done. The rest of the episode was really good. This one, this one seemed weak as hell. But mm-hmm. so, I feel like before we get to that, we need to talk uh-huh. about Moraine being exiled because she does have her. You know sentencing hearing whatever mm-hmm. you, judgment her penance yeah her penance um and i i i just thought it was so interesting before that happened that marine was like you have to exile me because mm-hmm. because the blue algae want me to stay so you yeah. have to tell you basically have to say i'm exiled so that i don't have to stay and mm-hmm. i can keep doing what we, what we need yeah yeah like and that hurts. You could tell the pain. She did such a good job of acting. You could tell oh. how hurtful the whole experience was. How and she's just taking one for the team. She knows it's necessary, but uh, it's it's so tough. Uh, there's how many times 
have you been in a situation where you do a thing for someone mm-hmm. and they have no idea that you're doing it for them and it hurts like it, it's not pleasant for you it's you're sacrificing for them but mm-hmm. it would ruin everything if you told them so you just keep your mouth shut and just endure and they just don't say they don't they might even be they might be rude to you they might be whatever and you just have to endure it and that's what it feels like here is she's on this greater purpose cause she has no idea why would she trust leandrin why would she trust her with that information uh, she right. has to keep it secret and because leandrin's not you don't know what what mischief she's gonna how, how bad she's gonna bungle things uh, and what the reds are gonna do so she has to keep her secret and she has to continue on with her mission, even if it means exile from the group that she's a huge part of, a really important mm-hmm. member. Yeah, of. exactly. Um, and you could see like when it was actually happening, when they, when the, when they were in the tower and doing it, um, you could see it on both of Moraine's and Swan's faces that they did not want to do this. But they yeah. were doing it anyway because it had to be done. Oh gosh, has she used her the little nicknames for Swan yeah. that her dad gave her? And and she she also Swan made her swear mm-hmm. to have her follow the Amarillin seat, mm-hmm. but she swore to Swan Sanche instead, not yes. the Amarillin. That's a really good point. I thought, and she used her little and I was like can no are people just not can they not hear her is she is that the conceit because i feel like she said it loud enough that everyone could hear her in the room right i thought so too but if she said that would that would undermine her interaction with the admiral into the extreme so i think the idea is no one could hear her she was just loud enough so that we as the viewers could hear her well and it's interesting that she swore to Swan Sanche and not the Amarillin seat because if there is I don't know I'm not that far I'm not I'm guessing but if there is a day where Swan Sanche is not the Amarillin seat mm-hmm. she could theoretically come back right well right? well she could Swan couldn't. was like yeah I want you to come back right well so so yeah if Swan if well she says yeah, the way the way she says it, it's very interesting. But yeah, it's it's all Swan. So if if Swan were to die, for mm-hmm. instance, then Moraine could never come home potentially. Right. Good point too. So, and yeah. and if the it, like you said, if there's a different Amarillin and she mm-hmm. says to come home, she still and Swan still hasn't said it. She's also no go. Right. Right. Gosh, I I will say there there was a, this really inappropriate moment actually in this really somber, just off you know she there she's kneeling you know she's gonna get exiled and they come out with the it's gonna be this the the rod you know the truth rod and stuff and I I don't know they that you know and she so they open the rod they they open the thing and it's the the rod and I just. I had this like really awkward moment of uh, like just irreverent, I guess. I was like, oh, that wasn't what you guys were using it for last night. <laughs> it's just, I I don't know. They, it was just, it I don't know. Show it. 
<laughs> and they're both like holding uh, it together awkwardly. I'm like, oh, what is? Hmm. Huh? Mm. Yeah, just had a few irreverent thoughts there, but yeah. <laughs> In the middle of like uh, this really kind of almost heartbreaking moment. But, yeah, it is and, a really heartbreaking moment. <laughs> yeah, so I had that thought. Of course, of course, I did. Oh, but. Man. Yeah, I had to laugh. You you had that thought, and my thought was it looks like the spirit stick from Bring It On. Oh gosh, I've not seen it. <laughs> <laughs> the the oath rod was apparently a prop fail a little yeah. bit there. Yeah. <laughs> it it was a little bit of a prop fail, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Racy. Who knows what racy things people have used the oath rod for in the past, but you you said that he wanted like more lesbians in the tower and they've got an oath rod. They do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna make a joke about a lonely two years for Swan. Anyway, moving on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not quite as lonely as it might have been, though. Yeah. <laughs> okay (laughs) gosh i I actually i have the show up right now i just have a random scene pulled up and it's actually the still is of swan and she looks like surprised like (laughs) so it's it's just a really funny like oh my she we guessed her secret (laughs) Oh man. Mm. <laughs> um, so Moraine is now exiled. This is what I found really cool about this. Was she stands up and everyone turns their back on her. Oh, and it was so quiet and so it was so that they got us down. It was just such a painful, just we can't see you. You're not part of us now. You're exiled. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. It's not enough that she has to just leave. It's that everyone symbolically shuns her as well. Yeah, exactly. And she's walking out down the hall and they all are turning their backs to her. Yeah, super rough. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, that, that was hard to watch, but necessary. Mm-hmm. I think. Then you, you oh, really yeah. see like the, you, you see the culture here. Well, and you saw Alana. She didn't want to turn her back on her, but yeah, she did at the end. And Alana, by the way, is just totally unscathed for any any of this. She's just yeah. doesn't get. She's like, all right, that was cool. Oh, just to go real quick to go back to at the very start where mm-hmm. she, where they're in in front of the Amerlin. Uh, Moraine, even though she's not the leader of the party that she was with, she's not even was wasn't even assigned to be part of it. Mm-hmm. Initially, she is still the center, front and center person in their yeah. three in their little triumvirate to go see Swan or mm-hmm. yeah to talk to Swan. And I thought that was interesting. It, it showed a little bit of unspoken power dynamics of she would in the in that group of three, she would she naturally takes leadership of them. Right. I think it also just highlights how much this episode was about Moraine. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. She's she's front and center right away, essentially, aside from that opening mm. um, scene. But 
she's she's front and center and it's all about her afterwards yeah i just thought it was cool she she uses every all all the tricks she uses swan to guide the two girls she Mm -hmm. uses she uses her own manipulation with you know with rand and and her discussion and and then she also with loyal she uses her charm and everyone she's she's just getting everyone to do she has swan exile her she tells her she has to do it even though she's the emerald seat and maureen's not the emerald seat but she still tells her what to do and everyone shit with with leandra she can only use threats she can't do anything else uh, uh, everything yeah. she gets her way with everyone land she just she uses reasoning with him to be able to well i'm going to go be going somewhere else anyways you need to be protecting them anyways it's important yeah exactly no she, it's it, you saw all of these different layers to her which yeah. is perfect you see all um, the buttons she she has the levers all- and the buttons <laughs> all the buttons um (laughs) so now we're going to the to the way the way path yeah the way gate yeah so she shows up and i have to say that the one time i just i i had i had a huge grin on my face when all the emmons fielders showed up and they were all hugging each other and yeah Oh, uh, it was that was such a cool thing, and and Perrin and Matt kind of tweak each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I still, when Rand and Egwene were interacting, I still was like, nah, too much. I still, it still isn't sitting with me. Well, they were happy to. There was a restraint there, though. You could tell there was a little restraint there, even yeah. though they were really happy to see each other. But yeah, hmm, I, there was I, a tension. I, and I don't know. I think subconsciously now, and this is completely separate from the books, I would like mm-hmm. to say. But in the show, Egwene and Perrin are better suited. I Maybe it's just because they've been thrust together. But I feel like mm-hmm. she is more in tune with Perrin than she is with Rand. True. Uh, interesting use of that word there, too. But, um, but they were, yeah, you're, you're right. Oh, I, one thing I, I just observed, this is the first time in a few episodes where I felt like Perrin looked well put together. He looked, quote unquote, attractive, kind of, because the other all the other times he just looks so rough around the edges for a long, ever since they like leave the two or the, yeah, the two rivers, he just looks disheveled. The rest of them, right. like Rand can look kind of like a pretty boy with some dirt on his face and, and right. stuff, but, but Perrin just looks kind of gross a lot of times with like weird stuff on his lips and stuff and this time he's sleeping and like oh he looks like an actor now right i wonder if if that's deliberate oh i'm sure it is i that then that's why i'm noting it because they chose to do that but i wonder if it's deliberate to match his emotional state well oh i i yeah, let's talk about this. And then there's one thing I need to rewind just a tiny bit because people are going to, people will roast me if I don't mention it as well. Okay. But uh, the the parent thing, he, he was happy, he smiled, he made a joke. He, he had his time with the traveling people and that didn't seem, but it was like he was, he, he was healed by having that experience, by just letting it off his chest to Egwene and telling exactly. her. I thought that it, it just... The very yeah. few, he only had one or two lines the whole show, but he, yeah, he, he seemed happier now. 
right? And if you have him from what the moment they leave this whole time looking disheveled and doesn't care about his, you know, his appearance or whatever, mm-hmm. has no care in the world. He's just going from point A to point B in a haze. He's also mentally processing everything by himself. He hasn't divulged anything. Yeah. So he's not going to care about anything. And now once you make that connection, he's, you know, quote unquote, confessed to Egwene. It mm-hmm. takes that weight off of him a little bit and he can actually start to process it and move on in a healthier manner. And then you can see that physically. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was it was pretty cool. And yeah, he and Matt made jokes. I thought that was, it was just fun. Yeah. Um, okay, so backpedal to the thing you oh, yeah. remembered before you forget it. There was just this really neat... Gosh, I, I really don't want to give spoilers here much, but there was a really cool, I, I'll just acknowledge this for the people who have read all of the books. There was a really, that, that scene with Moraine and Egwene and Nynaeve all standing in the hall of the tower together. I, it was, I just have to acknowledge that that was a really neat scene for reasons that are, I won't get into right now, but. The one I, where um, she muttered under her breath about the Emerald seat. Only waiting right. for one woman. That one, right before that, yeah, like yeah. when they're all and and Egwene's asking, "Well, isn't that confusing about the Emerald seat yes. being a, mm-hmm. a seat, mm-hmm. etc.?" That I, I can't say more because that's that's there are there are issues with me not saying more. But I was just want to acknowledge that that scene was was fun. So, okay, interesting. Sorry, I I can't. No, it's fine. It's cool. I'll just say this: this they've they've done a few things here where they've kind of pointed at things that happen later in the series, like the at various various th- that only people who have read the books will be able to really like. People who are watching the show won't hate it; they'll think it's an interesting interaction, but that they don't understand quite the depth of what's going on. And right, it was just a cool thing. So, which is fair, super fair. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so anyways, they're all, they're all going to go in the ways and it's not the way they do it in the books, but it's more mm-hmm. dramatic. So she opens the way gate with the power and, and the ways have all these rocks in them. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> I feel weird really to get to all these things. It looks like the maze runner. I haven't seen it. Oh, it, it literally looked like it's the same idea where this, this thing just opens and it's a maze hmm. and and you just like i immediately was like okay so they're going into a maze like that's what it looked like to me i think it looks cooler than the way i imagine the ways from the books so i'm good with it yeah i agree so i'm not i'm not mad by it and it makes sense why you would need loyal now like mm-hmm. to guide you through it because he's gonna know his way right through this oh gosh so she gets she gets rid of all their horses so so much for aldeeb and mandarb she just get out of here right so it it, it doesn't matter about bella anymore because bella wouldn't stay right well and it it also makes sense she says horses wouldn't survive in the ways and i guess Mm -hmm. that makes sense because there's all the rocks and stuff yeah but in the books that they totally use horses in the ways they just horses don't like it they they get through it so Mm -hmm. And then Matt makes a joke. Is it too late to back out? 
Right. Except, you know. And, and so everyone's everyone's going in, and he's like, "Oh, silly Matt." He's just, and then he does back out. Right? Ah! Except <laughs> that he wasn't joking. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I was sitting there. I was like, "Wait, what?" Like, what? <laughs> Matt uh, and Rand's like here boy come on or, like he didn't quite it sounded like they were calling for a dog though Matt right. come on come on Matt come on no, the door's it's gonna close Matt's just uh, sitting there standing I guess gosh which is just I, I don't know what they're gonna do uh, totally not something that happened in the book so just totally completely different oh holy balls like yeah, I was like, what? what is he going to go do now? Because even when he is, at least so far for me, even when he's been separated from other members, he's with somebody. So I'm like, now you're you're literally by yourself. What are you yeah. doing? And like, could, could he theoretically go back and just go find that dagger? He could. I, you, so... This is, I don't know. The parts that I start liking Matt as a character in the books is when he is alone, when he finally is truly on his own and Mm -hmm. he starts doing some awesome things. And this, he's actually, he's actually in the books. He's he's in Tarvalon when that happens. And so, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're just speeding that up. Maybe they're starting his arc a little differently and earlier but i don't know what to make of it i mean we still have two more episodes so we're gonna see yeah theoretically Mm -hmm. assuming he's in the last two we will see what he's doing oh man i wonder i wonder if this probably not i i just thinking this has to do with the actor not yeah what if what if this is somehow they've decided to do something different now with that character with mm-hmm. with well because clearly matt's going to be in the like they have a new and they recast him they didn't just like axe him they're not going to just right. have in, in in episode seven they just have like some marauders come by and just slash his throat and kill him and just matt's dead no dead yeah, at but, all but they did recast him Right, he's gonna clearly he's and yeah, but I don't know what's gonna happen. But I, I wonder. I would. I don't know what the time frame was if they could have even made that change. Right. I mean, you'd think that if they had all of their original shots with Matt in with them in the ways and making smart ass comments and stuff, they couldn't really that easily cut him out. No, you would have to do reshoots. Yeah. And it would Boom. theoretically be a lot of reshoots because you're all, not only would you have to do reshoots, you would theoretically have to change the script later on, mm-hmm. like in the in the last episode, because if they originally shot it with him, you're now yeah. reshooting the finale. Mm-hmm. So. Such a crazy ending. It was, I don't know what they're doing. I have no idea what, I want to see what the ways are like. I want to see what Matt's going to do. I really like I've loved Matt. His one or two, his like one or two lines in the whole show were funny this time too. So I'm just now I'm curious if we're even going to see him the rest of the season. Well, yeah, we might not. 
Like this might be it. I hope that's wrong, but yeah, we could it could be. I don't know. I I feel like the one, the key distinction I've been able to make between the books and the show so far is that the books have been more Rand focused and it has is entirely to do with the fact that the majority of the point of view in the books is from Rand. Right. Um, and the show skews heavily towards Moraine. Like this is mm. it still to me is Moraine's story. So that makes me believe that we are going to follow Moraine in the next two episodes and not see Matt. Yeah, I, I'm very interested to see what Moraine's arc is going to be mm-hmm. as well, because I don't know, they're, they're, they're changing things up. And honestly, I've really been into it. I really like, I've loved base this whole episode was really cool except for the random oh and by the way here's a quest to, so you can so we can have further episodes right so are you viewing it as a different entity then from the books instead I mean, of a like an addendum is, yeah or something or like a a visual representation of the books yeah totally different it's a different story it has to be i mean it has all the same characters and it's i feel like they've kept the same spirit as the books though that's the cool thing they've gotten loyal really he's he's going on at length well this is what the ways are like and moraine's just like all right loyal shut up here's (laughs) let me open it (laughs) yeah she she's she gets tired and that that's absolutely the interactions that happen with her she's like yeah, yeah, loyal. You're you're handy to have around, but you talk too much. So you can yeah. tell she's always annoyed with how long he takes to to say anything. And so, uh, yeah, it's it is totally different. It's it's fun though. They've stayed. They kept within the spirit of it. I mean, it's the same thing as the Lord of the Ring movies. They had to change a ton of stuff, right? And but they kept the same spirit. And I, I don't know, this is, it's too early to compare this to how amazingly they portrayed Lord of the Rings with the movies. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, was, that was the platonic ideal of how you make a movie about a book that you can't exactly copy verbatim because the books are too long. Right. They, they did perfect in Lord of the Rings. This is, it's too early to tell, but I will say there's, there's a lot of similar elements of the characters are the same for the most part. A lot of the same feelings. The the Isidai intrigue mm-hmm. is very spot on. Yep. No, I'm enjoying it. So I'm I'm happy to hear that you are because I was concerned that you were going to hate it because adaptations mm-hmm. tend to go that way. I think. I think I had I had to have a real. I don't know, just a real blunt conversation with myself so to speak of just what do I expect here what do I want out of this mm-hmm. what how how could I ruin this for myself and if I can ruin it for myself how can I prevent that from happening because I don't I want to like this I want to enjoy it and if I was just honestly it would be boring if they just did the exact same things as the books right because then I'd know exactly what was going to happen right whereas now you're a little a little caught off guard. Yeah, it's totally different. We can't have horses in the ways. What the hell? <laughs> and Matt's but not there either. Bella dies in the wrong book. I'm angry. Oh, oh. poor Bella. <laughs> yeah. You'll, so you'll uh, 
I, f- I was going to ask you who your favorite character was, but I feel like I know who your favorite character was this episode. Uh, who do you think it was? I'm going to say it was Moraine. Is, it, is that your favorite character? Are That's you just my projecting? favorite character this, this episode. <laughs> I mean, they didn't give you much of a choice. You either... Your yeah. favorite character was either her, I guess a lesser opportunity was maybe liking Swan the best, mm-hmm. or you didn't like the episode. I feel like those are your three. It's not, Matt's not yeah. going to be your favorite character. Right, because they're or Or the, in it. the less than wise dumb, uh, you know. <laughs> less than wise dumb. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're barely in it, so... It's either you liked Moraine the best or you liked Swan the best, maybe, or you didn't like the episode. Yeah, fair. Yeah, that's who I liked the most. Who did you like the least, Leandrin? Yeah, I hate Leandrin. Yeah, me too. I also hated Eamon Valda, even though he's dead. I still hate him. Yeah. Leandrin, though, like this episode really just sealed it for me. Mm Mm-hmm. So, not a fan. Good. I don't like her either. All Good. right. All right. I think this has gone on long enough. Should we call it a day? Call it a day and do it again next time. Only two more left. Puh. I know. It's sad and good because it's wrecking my life, but it's good. <laughs> Sorry to wreck your life. It's ruining my life. <laughs> <laughs> melodramatic um yeah so we'll call it good that's it that's all we'll be back next week with another maybe five chapters yeah yeah cool any final thoughts no i'm i'm excited to see what happens next i have no idea i hope it's not dumb probably will be if none of involved (laughs) <laughs> at least in terms of her name her title <laughs> <laughs> oh poor naive uh, okay cool so thank you everybody for listening appreciate it adam thanks for hanging out yeah uh, i'm happy to hang out apparently yeah, yeah you are <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay yep i am i'm happy to hang out <laughs> you are um so we'll be back next week and Thanks again for listening. May you always find water and shade.